Y'all heard debating, it's all about the conversation Y'all people be getting mad at the observation that we making You know it's all facts, there's no cap in the raps On this podcast Podcast. It's your boy K. Mims. Mike out handling business. I know bro might be holding it down. Today we got a very, very special guest. She's been doing her thing. She is a money mindset coach. She is a therapist. She is a full-time entrepreneur. And as you all know, how hard it can be sometimes to make that transition. She's done it. She's figuring those things out. Thank you so much, Jacent, for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to have this conversation. I love the name of the podcast, you know, the millennials versus the world, because sure, I, sure. I am behind that. I am a millennial. I'm highly passionate about inspiring other millennials to live authentically and, um, you know, live a life on purpose. So I'm excited to to chat and, and get into these topics. For sure. So for people who don't know you, who are you and where did you get that entrepreneurial spirit from? Where did it come from? Where are you from, your background? And how, where did you get that entrepreneurial spirit from? Yeah. So I, I didn't learn until I was older. I knew my dad had a business. Um, so I knew he was an entrepreneur and I'm first generation. So I was born in Uganda, but raised in Las Vegas. And so, um, I think it kind of is in my genes a little bit. And I thought my dad was an entrepreneur. I didn't know that anyone else in my family was until recently when we were talking and they were like, yeah, you know, so-and-so used to, you know, be hustling or they used to have this, this, this hustle that they had um, in Uganda. And so I'm like, okay, like this is generational, you know, we all kind of hustle. And to me, entrepreneurship is like the original, original way of being like back in the day, right? People had a trade, you're bartering and trading um, services and goods to get what you need. Um, And so I think that that comes innately in us to some extent is Mm -hmm. how much does a person cultivate it or not. So I've always kind of been a hustler, to be honest, from an early age, like, in high school, I think it's like, you know, there's a school trip. Cool. I'm a fundraise it. And I'm, I'm asking people writing letters, like how to get this trip funded or whatever the case may be, you know? So I think I've always been a little bit of a hustler and, um, I, I like to do what I want. I think I have authority issues. I'm gonna work that out with with (laughs) my coach and counselor. Um, so I like to do what I want. I don't like being told what to do. I feel Um, you. I knew I knew that that was going to be in my path. That's why I went to school to be a therapist because I wanted to um, have flexibility in my my schedule. So I didn't know it was going to evolve to what it is now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm on my third business okay. um, and counting, but I, I I enjoy creation. I enjoy challenges. I love problem solving, and um, that's what a business is. You're solving a problem for somebody, and so I think that it's fun for me. I enjoy I enjoy the process and the hunt, even though it's a little stressful. But um, overall, I appreciate the the ability to do as I please, to work from home, um, to design my life the way I want it to be, as opposed to feeling. I've had nine to fives um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with a nine to five if that's what you want to do. But I personally feel limited in working to build somebody else's empire. 
for sure. So we talked about this a little bit off camera before we get into, you know, uh, everything that you do in your businesses. What was it when you, when you made that transition, what was it that was the straw that was like, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to jump out there and do my own thing. Or was it always there? You were just waiting to do it. Or was it something where you just got kind of tired of the nine to five life? Yeah, I think it was a couple of things. Um, I think I always knew I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, was I always committed to it? I don't know. I might have gone back and forth. You know what I mean? I like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I want to start a business. I, want, I know I want to be on my own. And then it's like, oh my gosh, but can I make it happen? What if it doesn't work? Or what are people mm-hmm. going to say or think? And so um, what, what really shifted it for me was that's why I became debt-free because I was using my financial situation as an excuse to not Mm. do what I wanted. So I can easily say, oh, well, it wouldn't be wise to start a business. You know, I'm in debt. I need to keep this stable job, you know, play it safe or whatever. And so I was like, no, like if I, what if, what would happen if I entertain possibility and remove all of the said roadblocks in the way of me being able to do whatever I want. And then I did it. Ooh. And then I'm like, wow, just like, now what? Now what excuse do you have? Yeah, for (laughs) sure huh, I guess this is what I planned for, you know? Oh, yeah. I envisioned it and I I planned for it. That was a part of one of the reasons why I wanted to become debt-free. But the thing that was like, okay, now is the time was, Mm -hmm. you know, between the pandemic, between um, really wanting to shift into focusing on my health. So I, you know, everyone's got things, but my self-care, the pan, I'm a therapist and Mm -hmm. I'm a coach separately, right? Two separate businesses. Um, the last year has taken a serious toll on me physically, you know, medically, um, emotionally, because sure. just like first responders, right? Like I'm not in a hospital, but people need therapy now more than ever. So For I sure. have seen clients at a, at a, um, at a higher level. Um, and, and it's been taxing on me in a lot mm-hmm. of different ways. And so it's like, okay, well, why am I continuing to put myself in a position that I don't have to be in? If I don't have to work at a school with hundreds of other kids, then why would I purposefully keep myself in a position I don't have to be in? For and sure. so it's like, okay, now's the time. Like you've been saying that you wanted to do this. Like you need to, you need to follow through on it and, and execute. And so I think it was the combination of a few things that came together at that time that were like, all right, let's see what happens. Getting a job, it's easy. I'm, I'm, a, I'm operating abundance. It'd be, I could get a job today. I could call somebody right now and get a nine to five if I wanted to. For and sure. so um, I think when I really started stepping even more into that abundant mindset and mm-hmm. ability to see possibility, I'm like, okay, let's see what happens. Let's play, let's have fun. Let's use this life thing as a trial to, to see how we can um, design whatever we, we desire, so. So a couple of things I heard you say that was super dope. A, I kept hearing mindset over and over. I think a lot of people, and for myself, I'm going to be honest, I'm 30. And I think I didn't really step into mindset, even understanding what mindset mean and like the difference between motivation and discipline and like mm-hmm. what you what you need by, uh, versus what you want and like consistency versus evolution. Like it was a lot of things that I had to realize my mindset was wrong. Like I thought if I woke up every day and did, let's say 10 pushups, Everybody's like, oh, I work out every day. But like, are you really getting better? You're consistent, but you're not evolving in what you do. So as we, I hear you say mindsets, what made you become a money mindset coach? How, how did you get into that? 
and the the eliminating the debt, that whole story behind how you became that coach. You just dropped some serious gems. So whoever has been listening who wasn't taking notes, I don't know, might need to listen to twice. Okay. Um, appreciate that. Appreciate that. So so the thing is, like you mentioned, is oh man, it came to me last night when I was laying down. And I think as a person that's a creative, for who, mm-hmm. whoever's a creative that's listening is gonna get it. Like creativity hits you whenever it decides to, and Facts. you're like, oh man. Like Facts. Facts. <laughs> Right now, I'm in the go to sleep, you know, and the ideas come. But last night to me, you know, what came to me was, was growth, evolution, mastery. But mastery is just the understanding that growth and evolution are a constant process. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned the word evolution. Yeah, you can, you can do something over and over and over and over and over again. But what are you building on? For sure. Like, how are you creating sure. something that grows over time? Um, and really for me, it, it, the question that I get the most is like, how do you stay motivated? How do I stay motivated? What motivated you? Motivation, motivation, motivation. Yeah. Like, you know, I think that people need to stop searching for motivation right. when what they're looking for is grit. Yes. Because what you, you want the outcome, but a lot of people want the transformation without the inconvenience. without being inconvenienced for sure for sure um i think that for me it's the work that i do with clients i've sat with clients for thousands and thousands and thousands of hours at this point i've been coaching since i since 2013 counseling since 2014 and so i've just sat with a whole bunch of people who are unhappy in their situation Mm -hmm. and um the thing how often do you come across that unhappiness in their situation Yeah, I don't think, but <laughs> um, my face um, every day, oh, everybody. Wow. It's something wow. that comes up for me that I have to constantly keep in check. It's something that comes up, I think, for everyone. I think, especially in a society that says you're supposed to do things in a certain order, you're supposed to do things a certain way to be quote unquote successful. So, um, yeah, all the time, every day, or people unhappy in their situation because they're stressed, unhappy because they're overwhelmed, because they're frustrated, because they don't know what to do next, because they're multi-talented, because they're introverted, people want them to be extroverted because they're extroverted and their partner's an introvert. There's so many different things that lead to the dissatisfaction. Um, But yeah, every day, day in and day out, I'm like, why did I choose this job? (laughs) But I love it, I I, I appreciate it. Um, But it can be deep, it could be um, sad and and difficult work, you know? For sure. uh, we were you were saying I'm sorry because I did throw you on the tangent um about how you became the, the, the eliminating the debt in order to become the money mindset coach that was oh. what you were explaining yeah so it was through my own transformation that then I recognized how I could help other people mm-hmm. um you know I I knew debt was not a good idea I always knew debt wasn't a good idea as far as a concept goes logically it just doesn't make sense For sure. um, <laughs> But I wasn't on a plan. I didn't have a strategic plan to avoid going into debt. So you don't have a plan. You're going to fall prey to whatever plan already exists. So this is why companies come up with missions and visions because they they want their mission and vision to resonate with you so that you in some way, shape, and form adopt it. But if you don't have one of your own, you're just going to do whatever society says or whatever, you know, our capitalist society says you should be doing, right? Um, Which is consuming. So I went into debt. I didn't, I only had a little bit of debt in undergrad, 
And then it was during grad school that I really just dug myself a deep. It got me too. It got me too. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's crazy? I was like, okay, well, let me not go into debt in undergrad because if I go to grad school or when I go to grad school, that's when I'm going to need to get the debt. You know what? I was able to avoid debt in undergrad because I told myself and I decided I will not go into debt for undergrad. But it was because I said I must get debt in grad school because I didn't know anything else. I didn't know how to avoid going into debt in grad school. And so that's a mindset thing. That's Mm -hmm. a limiting belief. That's a lens that I adopted from society that says you must go into debt to um, get an education, a formal education. So it was in grad school. I I got divorced early 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, which came with its own stuff, a whole bunch of stuff. For sure. And then my father passed away summer 2014. I'm just sorry to hear that. After. Um, so it was a really tough time to say the least. For sure. Um, I call it, I call it a grief storm. So I was in a grief storm for a few years. It wasn't until 2016. My cousin gave me the book, The Smart Money Woman by, I can't really say her name properly. I think it's a garrisy, um, but she's Nigerian. And it really resonated with me because she's an African girl talking about personal finance. And in the book, she says in the back of the chapter to calculate your net worth. And so I, I was like, okay, Beyonce has net worth, right? And Serena Williams, she got a net worth. I never really took ownership or understood that I have one of those things, you know, mm-hmm. like that that's something that I should pay attention to or know what it is, you know? Um, and it's not hard to calculate, but it's how many people are out here calculating their net worth on a, at any basis. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. So when I put it down on paper, it was negative $70,000 at the time. Wow. So that was January, 2017. I was 26 going on 27 and I found myself at a crossroad. And so the the decision had to be made, do I keep going down this path that I've been on? And I knew that if I keep going down this path, well, I, I don't like being in debt right now. Like I don't like feeling, you know, financially stressed right now. So of sure. course I'm, gonna, I'm not going to like it if it continues. Um, but what if, right, entertaining possibility, which is a mindset thing, a lot of people can't even entertain possibility because their mindset is so convoluted with trash. So Please say that one more time. Please say that one more time. <laughs> Please say that one more time. I mean, so many people cannot entertain the idea of possibility. For sure. Because their mind is so convoluted with trash. For sure, for sure. So they can't even think about what possibility could look like in their life because there's so much that has to be sifted through. Mm-hmm. For sure. So that's why we call it a brain dump. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, for sure. Your brain is a dump. You need to go ahead, take some things out of it, um, reorganize and put stuff back in that you want to be there. So, you know, I have always been kind of optimistic, a little bit rebellious, kind of, I'm the free spirit in the family. So entertaining possibility is not something that's difficult for me. For sure, I me neither. Because I practiced it, you know? For sure. Um, and I said, well, what if I decided to pay this debt off? Like, okay, that, that, what does that feel like? That feels mm-hmm. good. I right. like how that feels. I'm borderline bougie. I want to make it rain the whole <laughs> Okay, I want to food and I want to say I want all the things and I'm not thinking about it. You know what I mean? Oh, for um, sure, for sure. And so I said, okay, well, that feels good. And then I said, well, when when do you want to be debt free by? Did I lose you, Jacint? Did I lose you? 
you froze. You know what I mean? I was like, if you, if you, you froze, you froze for a second. The last thing I heard was, when do you want to be debt free by? Right. So in asking myself, when do I want to be debt free by? I said, mm -hmm. well, it'd be nice to be debt free by 30. I was 26 going on 27 at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that felt good. And so I made the decision based on the outcome, the feeling of the outcome that I liked or that I desire, not what I thought was possible. For sure. At the time. Because there was not, it was not, <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to say it wasn't possible at the time, but someone would look at the situation and be like, nah, girl. I only made like $17,800 in 2016 with oh, a wow. master's degree. Oh, wow. Yeah. Broke, okay. I was not, <laughs> I wasn't making money. Okay. You about so, to be on the come up though. The come up was coming. <laughs> it was coming. It was yeah. predestined, right? Yeah. So um, I made the decision first. That's why I say motivation has to be taken out of the equation because motivation is a result. When we look at equations, there's this plus this equals this. Motivation is on the other side of the equals. <laughs> oh, that's that's a okay? gem for sure. People think that motivation plus something equals success. No, 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 no. We've got the equation wrong. So I made the decision first. The decision plus consistent action or commitment to consistent action equals results. Motivation ain't in that, that equation. That's a fact. That is a fact. That's a bar right there. Motivation was a bonus. It's a byproduct. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. some people work out to have muscles that you can see, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you are, if you are physically working out or active, your muscle growth, your strength increasing is a byproduct sure. of the decision to show up at the gym consistently or whatever, go for walks, run, play soccer on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. The result is increased strength, agility, endurance, motivation. Sure. What? That's a bonus. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so people have the equation wrong and I decided first committed myself to consistent action and said, okay, well, okay. I'm gonna get out of debt and what, how, how, right? That's the first question, mm -hmm. how? When you make a decision, you're activating your reticular activating system, which is essentially a lens. This is the mindset piece. You go into creative problem solving mode, essentially. Mm -hmm. So if anyone has ever played a crossword puzzle, you know on the side, it tells you these words and you have to find these words in the crossword. When you say, okay, I'm doing the crossword, I need to find wealth in this crossword, what do you start looking for? Wealth yep. in the crossword. That's but if your too. mindset is telling you to look for lack, limitation, scarcity, self-doubt, um, you know, desperation, guess what you're gonna be looking for in the crossword? All and guess the above. Sure, guess what you're gonna see? All the those things. You are looking for. Facts. So that's why the decision has to come first because then your brain is gonna say, how do I solve this problem? And it's going to allow you to come up with creative ways to solve that problem. So I was like, huh, I'm not really managing my money. I don't even know how much, I don't know what's coming in and what's going out. Yeah. Um, and so I started budgeting four years ago and that was one of the steps. Okay, I need to manage my money somehow, okay? Sure. Never had a perfect budget in my life. And I don't think anyone, you know, necessarily does unless they're like, I don't know, I want to meet that person. But then I said, okay, I'm not making enough money to, to hit my $2,000 a month goal of pay, debt payoff. So I 
reverse engineered my goal. It was $70,000. I was in the negative. Divide that by three years, divide that by 12 months. That gave me my monthly debt payoff goal. I was not making enough to hit that goal at the time. I said, okay, I need to increase my income by X amount. Again, a decision has to be made. And then your brain goes to town and God matches the investment you make in yourself when you make a decision that you do things start to work out. So I'm like, okay, that's going to dictate what kind of jobs that I look for, what schedule it has, how much pay I need, um, you know, and I realized I needed to keep what I was doing and add something else. So I started selling things around my house. That's when I saved a thousand dollars, you know, in my first, um, my starter emergency fund. And then I was applying for jobs. I was applying for jobs, getting interviews, getting offered positions, but it wasn't the right stuff. So I was turning jobs down. Actually, I was like, this ain't it. Okay. I'm gonna have to wait for the next one. I was like, somebody's something better is coming. Some, I just know it. I know it. I know it. Um, and by the end of 2017, I had tripled my income. And then oh, after wow. that I went to work. So it's like, how did you pay off your debt? I worked a lot. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I know. Right. I know. How, how was it breaking that old, that, that, that old mindset and the old money habits? Like when you started getting, like you made a decision, mm-hmm. I need to make this, I need to pay this off. Did you ever have some moments where you wanted to, uh, digress when you were when you knew that I'm trying to pay this off I'm making what I want to now I got my monthly joint but hey this fun look really good right now I'm trying to have this fun how was that how were those moments how'd you handle those yeah the thing is I do have to be transparent in saying again like I had everything is practice for the thing that's before you mm-hmm. so I'd been an athlete before, you know, in, in high school or whatever, I was in the performing arts, which requires discipline to rehearse and all of that stuff. Um, if you've ever had a job, you know how to practice discipline unless you get fired because you don't show up. Like we have the, we have the traits we need to tap into to create and follow through with a goal. We just don't see ourselves as having those traits. So before I did my personal finance journey, my natural hair journey was pra- was a practice round, you know? Yeah, so sure. I cut all my hair off and then I grew it back. You know, that was consistency and discipline, create a goal, stick to the plan. When I didn't feel like washing my that. hair, I washed my hair. Then because when I was in grad school in my grief storm, I was in debt and plus I gained like 25, 30 pounds, Jesus. And I'm... <laughs> I'm a small human. I'm like five, two, five, you know, like, so there's nothing wrong with having weight on you. I enjoy being thicker, but on my small stature, it wasn't healthy for me. Um, Mm -hmm. because I wasn't, it wasn't muscle. Okay. So (laughs) I, I created a plan in my personal fitness journey to get healthy. Right. So the goal was to get healthy. I had to work out. I would work out oftentimes at least once, maybe two times a day or so. Um, you know, and I was disciplined in my diet and I was making sure that I slept and, and drinking enough water, focusing on recovery. All So I had practiced, I taught personal growth and development for five years at yeah. University of Nevada, Las Vegas. So it wasn't Ooh. like, I just popped up on the scene, like, here I am, you know, like I had practiced all of these skills in different places before. Mm-hmm. I just decided to apply it to my personal finance um, okay. as opposed to somewhere else. However, anyone that's listening, like, oh, well, I haven't taught a course on that, or I did, no, you got a job, don't you? Like, you, you did you get a diploma? Have you, like, are you in a relationship? Like, there, we have whatever it is that we need. We just have to cultivate and spread that thing to the place that we want to see results in. So, the mindset shift was challenging in that money is a deep topic. 
So there's things that are connected to money that one, we don't talk about or ever learn growing up. For sure. There's roadblocks that we didn't even know were there. Like I didn't know I was an emotional eater until I told myself, no, you cannot go to Jack in the Box to get these mini churros because <laughs> you have food at home. So you you went grocery shopping, you did the budget, you have, a, you have lunch packed right here. You don't need to go get hash browns, like stop. You know what I mean? Sure. But it was because I had an emotional void that I was seeking to fill, right? Um, with food and the food costs money because it was out and about, right? For so sure. um, I wouldn't have known that was there. That was a blind spot for me because I was just always telling myself, yes, I was enabling myself. Mm. So in the process of putting yourself on a path of growing, like to me, I say your personal finance journey is a personal growth journey sure. and your bank account won't grow until you do. You're going to see some differences reflected, okay, in your For state. Sure, yeah. You're see some different kind of commas in your bank account. <laughs> yeah. Okay, when you start dealing with what's going on with you mentally. Um, and that's not, I'm not saying that money and like there's a, an attachment of worth to who you are and how much money you make. Okay. Um, but I am saying that when you start operating in abundance, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, occupationally, right? There's seven, I only said six now, wait a minute. There's seven domains of wellness. Mm -hmm. I mentioned six, right? So when you start balancing out the scales between those seven domains of wellness, you will start to see results in all of those seven domains of wellness. Oh, for sure. I, real quick, because I've known this happened to me literally. So you said something that I it, I did, but I didn't know the connection. So for me, with I played basketball in high school, went through all that great stuff. I hooped a little bit in college, uh, not not uh, for the team, but like just stuck with it for a long time. You know, whoop, we whoop, partied a lot, gained some weight, this, that, and the third. One of the things that you said that really stuck that I'm doing now in the last 300 and probably about 90 days that I really realized worked is that connection between personal change and my, so my personal change affected my professional change, which per, which affected my business change. So when I started making my personal changes, simple things like, like I'm going to drink eight bottles of water, no matter what, I got to get my water like this. And what that led into is like, even with the podcast that led into like, I got to shoot two episodes a week. It, it changed my lifestyle. So like now when I'm doing the things I love, not only am I growing, I learned that like, People want, people look at things as taxing sometimes. And like, when you feel like it's taxing, you're more so like, mm, no, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to do that. But like, I, after my personal life started to change, I would, um, like my wife used to get on me, just being super transparent, like stop being so junky. And I'm like, I'm not junky. But what I realized was that my mind would be going hundred miles per hour. And I never realized that I was doing it. Like I would be moving so fast and I'll forget something. And say, if I leave my shoes by the door, just using this example, in my mind, I put them in there because I'm trying to rush and get up and do that. But when I started eliminating some of the mental strains that I didn't even need, thinking about things that didn't even bother me, people that were offended over things that I didn't even really do and all this small stuff, when I eliminate those mental blocks, my mind slowed down and everything just kind of like locked in. I was like, oh, snap. Is this what people be talking about when they say clarity? Like, <laughs> is, this, is this what they say when they say you got to really have a vision and clear eye view? And immediately in everything I did with my brand, with my podcast, with my photography, it just started like, boom. But I was like, yo, because intentional time is way better than trying to figure out time. So what I mean is like, I can take 30 minutes of intentional time 
and be way more effective than somebody can in an hour and 30 minutes who never meant for that time to be anything. Like I got free time for an hour and 30 minutes. Me, I got intentional time for 30 minutes and that intentional time can be way more effective because I know what I want to do, no cloudy brain. So that was so dope. And, and for you, I would like to ask how much of your personal, if I looked at your personal life and your businesses right now, how much of those changes, the consistency with the natural hair, the dieting, the fitness, how many of those, how much of that played a factor into how disciplined you are now when you have your businesses, it's all on you, you got to grow. How much did that play a factor? Completely. You know what I mean? I, mm -hmm. Like you mentioned, it's tough to explain to someone who hasn't experienced it. For sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? You mm -hmm. could tell them like, are you taking care of yourself? And people are like, yeah, 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 whatever. Are you, you know, eliminating distractions? People are like, oh, well, I'm not that distracted, right? Like what I'm noticing in this season, I call it like a business growth growth spurt or like business growing pains. Sure. It's like, I'm like, dang, I'm really distracted. Like, dang, I'm really disorganized. And you can get away with a lot of stuff up to a certain place or up to a certain level. That's and true. then you can't keep getting away with it anymore. You know, That's like the, it's going to be easy to see through the grass, like who's going to be able to make it and who's not. And so what I've recognized now in my personal finance journey, I did prep my family and friends by saying, Hey, I'm, I'm putting myself in residency. I said, well, doctors, they work like crazy when they're becoming fully, you know, fully licensed doctors. Mm -hmm. And we don't question them on that, For but sure. we don't, say, you know, you need to put yourself through an internship or residency, you know, to get yourself to be a master. Cause by the time when we go to the doctor, we want them to know what they're doing. For like, sure. we don't want you to be, we, we don't need you playing around. Okay. Especially not a surgeon or somebody who's like giving drugs to people For sure. we want to make, we want to feel confident that they are an expert in what they're doing and how do they become an expert time on task. Mm -hmm. So it was between time and the environment in which they were in with other masters, right? Leveraged learning that helps them to get to the place that they were in. I said, I'm no different. I went to school to be a therapist. Okay. And now I have, I had a state internship I had to do. I had to do 3000 hours to become licensed, mm -hmm. but I said, you know what? I'm in residency. So I told my family, I'm going into residency. Y'all not going to see me like you used to. You're not going to see me the way you used to for a little bit. Uh, there are things that I missed. So my personal life, not that it was lacking, but I was intensely focused so that now as a 30-year-old freaking pandemics, but you know, <laughs> now it's like, if somebody wants to do something, I'm there. There's a birthday party. Okay. I'll move my schedule. Where are we going? Done. You know, so it was three years of intense focused effort so that for the rest of my life, I can do, there's nobody is going to tell me that I can't request my time off. It's my time. For so sure. you're not going to tell me whether I can do something with it or not. So for again, sure. I'm working through my authority. <laughs> my <laughs> my authority issues. Okay. Cause now I have to have authority over myself. So sure. I thought I didn't want to work for somebody else. Cause I don't want someone else telling me what to do. I have to tell me what to do. Like I have a bedtime now just that you need to go sleep. Yeah. You know, that's real. That's so, real. Yeah. It's a lot. But what I see is what I see is that it has, it all goes together. Like you mentioned mm -hmm. in order to have gone to work seven days for a while there, while I was on my debt-free journey, I had to make sure I was sleeping. I had to make sure that I was exercising. I had to make sure I was eating appropriately. Cause if I get sick, then how am I going to go to work? Mm -hmm. So my health became a priority because my, my goal required that I do certain things, you know, that I be present at okay. work. So when you recognize that it's all one thing, and that's why it's all about mindset is that everything exists within the mind. 
the the what is it called the power of life and death is in the tongue so where's the tongue only reflects what's in the mind so by the time someone says something outside of their mouth they've already invested in it in their mind so if someone says oh i'm not good enough or i suck or i'm never going to get the job oh you've been investing in that thought for years now probably and by the time it came out of your mouth that was a long investment that you've been done had and you have told, there was a video that I saw and it was like, when you say I can't, or when you say hope, or when you say, I don't know, or I'm not gonna be able to do it, you're telling, you're, you're instructing your form, your physical form, and you're also telling the universe and saying to God, close that door, it's done. For sure. That's crazy, so, that's deep, that's deep, that's deep, I love it. It's the mind. All you have to do is train your mind, just like we train our bodies For sure. to do what we want it to work in our favor, to do what we want it to do, as opposed to allowing the outside noise to fill our mind and become our narrative and our script. So we come into the world abundantly. You have a kid. You've never told your kid that they suck. You've never told your kid that they shouldn't try to keep crawling, that when they fall on their butt, that they're a failure. You've never told them that they you know, are making mistakes as they're trying to learn how to feed themselves. Never, Back. you would never utter that. Back. But why that somewhere along the line, we learn from society, from family, from ourselves, from whatever bullies or what. And then we hear this stuff and then we embody it. Then we put it on like clothes and then it's ours. Then what people used to, so what I see is, the things that you heard someone else say growing up or that you misinterpreted, that you turned into something mm. is what you then as an adult do to yourself. So if a parent said something to you and they, the abuse is you're, oh, you're an adult. Like mm -hmm. you, now it's you who is becoming the person, your own oppressor, essentially sure. within yourself. So it's that you have to address whatever limiting beliefs, whatever lack and limitation, scarcity mindset you have, because scarcity, scarcity mindset isn't everything. Mm -hmm. Abundance of mindset isn't everything. Sure. So you're, whatever you pick, again, you're looking at the crossword puzzle. What you choose to look for is what you're going to find. It's like a Snapchat filter. It's like a filter on Instagram. And most people will upgrade the things outside of themselves, their phones, their purses, their cars, whatever, and won't upgrade their mind. And they're, you, you operate with an iPhone 3, brain and you think that you're going to be able to operate in an iphone 12 world That's yeah, not how sure. so you just gave me like two and a half more questions I, i'm gonna add i'm gonna jump i'm gonna, I'm gonna jump so i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna i want to add not something the half, not the half <laughs> the half the half I, look i had to cut it because it was really three but i said no let me get to half of that but one thing i want to ask really quickly before i get into um of uh, the personal uh personal question i have how much change did you see from your debt, your uh, minus 70,000 net worth, that lifestyle, that stress level, that this, that all those things? How much of a difference did you see just relief and stress wise and mental, uh, you know, growth after the debt was gone? How much of a lifestyle change was it just personally when you knew that this debt is eliminated, I could finally do me? It's hard to put into words, to be quite honest with you. Mm -hmm because it's a, it's like on a cellular level <laughs> I don't know how, like it's on a, it's on a it's on a cellular spiritual visceral like level For sure. um, because essentially you have recreated your crea your reality it's like the matrix and then you get out of the matrix and you're like oh but not when it sucks and there's like robots it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like waking up into a new world for sure 
Like it's better than I could have ever imagined. I don't know how else to explain it. So the way that I say it is like debt equals delay in that anyone who's been to an amusement park, you driving up to the amusement park, you see the rides, you hear people screaming from like a mile away, like, oh my God, like I can't wait to the amusement park it's gonna be so much fun you know who you're meeting there whatever you have to park the car oh my god like there's so many cars here okay whatever you park the car you go to get your ticket but you get to the place and the line is all the way to the parking lot yeah being in debt is like being in line in a never-ending line to get into an amusement park and you hear everybody having a good time. You see, you smell the churros. Okay, yeah. I don't eat meat anymore, but you might want a turkey leg when you get inside Disney. Yeah. Like, so being in debt is like waiting outside the amusement park mm-hmm. to enjoy something. Because people, when you have debt, a lot of times, some people have written it off and they're like, you know what? I just don't let it bother me. It doesn't bother me. Uh, I don't know if you're being completely honest with yourself. Yeah, for sure. But- <laughs> But you're just not letting it rise to the occasion Mm -hmm. um, that it's going to cause you certain types of distress. And so to me, it's like when you pay off your debt, it's like getting your ticket into the amusement park. And you thought the amusement park was fun from what you experienced on the outside. But when you get inside, it's next level. You know who's waiting for you on the inside? Beyonce. And, you know, (laughs) there's a concert. It's just for you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Getting out of debt is like going to the best amusement park on the planet. And it's like, I don't even know where to start. Where do I begin? Like wealth building, what investing? Do I want to get rentals? Do I want to, oh my God, like what? You don't even know, you have the map and it's like, I get to do all this stuff, like unlimited passes, unlimited daily passes back sure. to the amusement park. So that's the the easiest way that I can like seek to. No, nah, that makes sense though. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense though. Cause you know, what's crazy. What I thought about was what I really thought about is like when I go in the park and I'm in those long lines and then I see everybody with the pass and joints where they like, Hey, I can skip line. Yeah. Y'all good. Y'all come on. You like, what's, what's up with that? Why can't I? And it's like that same feeling. Yo, so, cause you, I'm working on that journey now. My dad literally just wrote a book called like Lifestyle Ownership, What's Your Number? And my dad went through like, just, just, this like, it's crazy to see it. And he went through this journey where he was like, he got tired of it. He's a business owner, he's an author now. And his all the time in his personal life, he kind of neglected it in a sense. Like, I'll be okay. I'm working on the building his business. And one day he just woke up and it's similar to your story. He was running his company but he got a job outside of his company and he paid off all his debt. Uh, you know, him and my stepmother paid off all their debt. And now I tell him all the time, you know, uh, my son is his first grandchild. And my dad is like, yeah, uh, yeah, when we could come back up to Maryland? I'm like, dad, you just left like two weeks ago. I'll come back though. Like, when can we come back? And, and But the thing that I'm saying, I can see what you mean. Like he's inside the amusement park and every ride he can get on no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Like get on any ride he want. So that's super dope to see that. And you third, like you did it by 30. That's that's big. So su- I take my hat off to you. That's super dope. Super, super, super dope. You should get all your roses. Cause a lot of people don't do it. Because you wanna know what? I probably didn't have a debt conversation in my life till I was about 26. And like I knew what it was, but I'm talking about a real true debt conversation. Like, nah, this is where you messing up at. You know what I'm saying? So that was rough. Um but I had another question. This is the second part to that two and a half. Um, what would you say to somebody who, when you said, I heard you say earlier, you were talking about uh, making those changes. 
when they buy the things, the cars, the jewelry, this on the outside, but they're not trying to fix on the inside. What would you tell somebody the first step would be to kind of change your frame of mind? If they just don't believe in it, like what would you say the first step would be? The thing that comes to mind first is to get honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. So in order to practice deception on the outside, we have to practice deception within. So if what we're trying to do is buy certain things, makeup, bags, vacations, whatever, right? Living for the weekend. Can't wait till my next vacation. You know, the the idea of the saying, like create a life that you don't need a break from. For sure. Means something different to me now than what I knew of it before, you know? And so while vacations are fun, like my life is fun on a daily basis if I choose for it to be, you know, even on the hardest day. and so I think that it's getting honest with yourself because, right? Like there's some people like, you know what? My debt doesn't bother me. Are you being honest? Like, if, are we being real with ourselves right now? You know what I mean? Like, For sure. let's say if all this stuff were to disappear, these things, would that make a difference in how you feel about yourself and how you feel about your life? If we're being honest. For so sure. there's a book that I often recommend called The Lies We Tell Ourselves, The Psychology of Self-Deception. Oh, wow. Because we learn deception early. We know kids learn how to lie. Okay. Back, back. okay at an yeah. early age so mm-hmm. they know how to they know how to bend the truth they know how to come up with justifications and mm-hmm. and make things look all pretty and sugarcoat it however what happens is that we learn how to do that to endure a situation that's otherwise uncomfortable mm. so yeah. nothing is going to change until you realize how uncomfortable you are for sure for sure and that's something so hard like i understand that like some people, like you said it earlier, until you experience and actually get tired of it. I don't know why we're like that as humans. It's like, we gotta just wait till we like bottom, like I can't do we this anymore. We don't have to, right? We don't have to though. So that's the thing. Mm-hmm. We, people choose to, but we don't have to. Now I have to fight myself not to say like, I made more in this first quarter of the year than I made. I'm not going to say, I'm not even going to say, right? So <laughs> it's like, so I'm like, why, like, what was it? Why was I hesitating? What was I waiting on? So mm-hmm. now I'm trying not to kick myself before. It was because I chose to play small. It's because I chose a safety net. It's because I chose that route at the time. So what I have to do is say, okay, like it is what it is. It prepared me for where I am now and don't hold it against myself. But at any given time, we can have a choice. This is what I say in therapy. You don't have to go to therapy when the ish hits the fan. For you sure. definitely can get a therapist or a coach or seek counsel, have a mentor, whatever the case may be, before there's a problem. This is why you're supposed to go to the doctor annually, why you're supposed to get eye exams annually, go to the the dentist every six months, because preferably you would be doing proactive. But because we get conditioned to just wait and react to whatever comes up. And I think it also has to do with generational trauma to some extent, because we can handle a lot. We're resilient naturally. So we're like, oh, it's not that bad. That's a lie lie we're telling ourselves. You know what? It'll change. Oh, you know, I'm going to get started next week. I'm going to start that diet next week. I'm going to start looking at my budget next month. You know what? Next year is when I'm going to focus on X, Y, and Z. You're lying. Like you're just coming up with excuses to not do now what's challenging or hard so that you can be later where you would like to be. For sure. See, 
this is the half. I did the two, and this is my half because you 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 brought this on yourself. But yo, I really this is super dope. I really appreciate this. I heard you talk about uh, seeking counsel and mentorship. Did mentorship play a big role in your journey to this point, or was it kind of you kind of figured it out on your own? Uh, do you have that person you go to when you're trying to figure it out, or what? Here's the kicker. I I had alternative mentors. Is what I'll call it. Okay. Where my mentors that I have yet to meet are Les Brown, mm -hmm. Eric Thomas, uh, Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer, you know, like, sure. because I would, because I was intentional about brain dumping, right? Mm -hmm. Getting the things out of my mind that were not conducive to the person I knew that God designed me to be in this world. So my mentors came by way of YouTube University, okay? For sure, for sure. Salute, salute. Okay, podcast, my alma mater, um, podcasts, books, you know, um, and, and different things like that. So did I have someone that I like leaned or relied on? I That's why I'm so passionate as a mindset coach now, because I essentially want to be what I didn't have. Oh, because respect. if someone hasn't, if someone, if no one in my family talked about money in this way before, or they haven't done this thing, all my family members, if my family members are in debt, how are they going to counsel me or mentor me and getting out of debt, you know? Yeah, so- um, and if, and at the time I was just super busy and working all that, that I, that I didn't create the time to find my tribe and my community and get that support mm -hmm. in, in a personal connection way, mm -hmm. um, that that's what role I seek to fill now is like, okay, you made the decision and you're committing yourself to the process of consistent action. Let me help you out. Like, let me match your investment. So when someone joins wealth and wellness university, I'm, I'm in, I'm in your life. Like we're doing life together. So I didn't have any like personal, like, let me call this person or whatever. Right. Like I'm kind of like the stereotypical, you know, woman of my way of being that I'm typically the person people come to yeah me not too. the person that relies on others however it's not sustainable I've had issues in my friendships because of it because then I'm not sharing and the relationship isn't reciprocal For right sure. so I am in a season of growing and and I'm listen I think I invested I invested maybe like a couple hundred dollars in a mastermind 2019 like November December mm -hmm. last year 2020 I invested maybe like $5,000 mm -hmm. in personal development for my business, right? And sure. business coaching and, and courses and whatever. This year, I doubled that. And sure. each time I increase the investment in myself and in my business, I see a return that is beyond the investment that I make. For sure. So I highly suggest and recommend it. I didn't have it in that way. And I wish, I wish, okay. <laughs> I wish I would have because it would have been easier, you know, but what's crazy is you asked about wanting to quit. I wanted to quit a year out from being debt free. Oh, so wow. I, think I had like 30 K left. I had, it was a long slog. Okay. I know. Over $94,000 every month. I'm seeing thousands and thousands. So I, I reached new plateaus where I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm making more money than I've ever made. I've never seen, I've never had this much money. Like, mm -hmm. you know? But I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to Fiji this month. I was 26, I was 26 going on 27 until 30. I live in Las Vegas. Like I wasn't sure. at Encore Beach Club, <laughs> half, half booty butt naked, living my best life. Like <laughs> I wasn't, you know, traveling at that time or whatever. So some people are like, that's a huge sacrifice to make. But now I get to do whatever I darn I know, that's right. please. Okay. Yeah, for sure, for so sure. so it was tough. And I was like, I was tired. Like I really was tired um, and I wanted to quit. But then I listened to Anthony O'Neill's 
borrowed future podcast series. I think it's only like eight episodes. Mm -hmm. And that was just the kick that I needed. Like, no, you need to be focused and finish this. Um, there's people who don't want to date because of their debt. There's people that don't, that whose lives are at a standstill because of their debt. And I'm like, no, this isn't going to be me. And if it's up to me, it ain't going to be anybody I know either. So that's right. (laughs) So that's really, that's really what comes up when you, when you ask that question. Okay. Dope, dope, dope. So you live in a debt-free life. You've made the come up, doing everything you want to do. How is managing all the businesses you have now? Now it's completely just sent. You got to do your thing. How is it managing all these things? Plus, you know, the home life and all those things. How is it managing all that? Didn't I say uh, business growing pains? <laughs> <laughs> business growth spurt, but it's called growing pains, not growing feels good. Yeah. So if, if the indication or the pain is there, it's a signal. It's a sign of something. For sure. Um, so my business is booming. Like it's growing. I'm actually having a, <laughs> I have the issue of like, oh my gosh, like I have to close doors. Like I'm not taking nobody else real soon here. I need to mm-hmm. scale to group coaching because one-to-one coaching is taxing For sure. um, and, and counseling. And so it's a good problem to have. But again, as an entrepreneur, you take yourself into your business. I talk about this all the time. And this is why I seek to serve, you know, millennial um, first gen business women in starting growing and scaling their service-based business, because Mm -hmm. you're going to have to address things in your business that you never had to address outside of your business. Cause it was easy to get by. It was easy Mm -hmm. to be mediocre. It was easy to let something slide you know, in the lifestyle that you have previous to being an entrepreneur, you cannot avoid, just like your personal finance journey is a personal growth journey. Your entrepreneurial journey is a personal growth journey. So, um, you got, so I recognize I have a fear of judgment, a deep fear of judgment. So I'll invest in a business coach. And then I have this serious fear, like, oh my God, I want to make them proud. You know, that's Mm -hmm. for me. That's not, they didn't say nothing like that or whatever. I have to address my own attach. I talk about attachment a lot, attachment issues, that come up in my business. I have an authority issue. I thought if I don't have a boss, well, I don't have to worry about the authority issue. (laughs) You have to be the authority over yourself, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, you have to address yourself in your business and you'll recognize that there's a lot of things that you have to look at (laughs) and work through in order for your business to go where you want it to. So I find myself like, dang, I almost wish I would be content with a nine to five. Like I am now it's like, I'm out of debt. So I could just take a quick little whatever job and go to work and get off work. You're an entrepreneur. Like the phone, like this phone, it ain't personal. Like (laughs) most of the things happening on the phone are our business. Most of the things that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis are our business. And so, um, business is hard. (laughs) that's the part they don't that's the part they don't tell you that's the part they don't it's hard i look oh my god it's really difficult Mm -hmm. um but it's worthwhile and the what i see it leading to is worth the cost of what i'm doing now if that makes sense so now i'm finding a balance of i'm reprioritizing my health reprioritizing my relationships and figuring out how to invest more time and energy and build my business in a way that's sustainable in the long term because I want to start having kids but I also want to be present with my kids and I'm also trying to catch these commas so I need to build (laughs) build my business in a way that it's sustainable in the long term as opposed to catching quick money you know here and there um which is a different it's a whole different ball game you know what I mean I'm like what are billionaires doing 
that's sure. who I I need to look at not because I'm trying to be a billionaire, but if that's where they're at, whatever they're doing, if I learn how to start practicing now, is going sure. land in the sky. Okay, for sure, for sure, for sure. So I heard you say sustainability. So before we close out, what can we expect from you in the you know for the rest of 2021 and three years, five years? When we hear your name, what are we going to see from you? Yes. So I'm, it's exciting. So anyone who wants to kind of follow the journey should get to <laughs> in now. Um, I'm most active on Instagram and that's at Jacense Gems, um, where I kind of keep people posted on, on what I'm doing. Um, and so my podcast, I'm trying to get back into doing that, um, with a deeper vision on a new level, taking sure. it visual potentially onto YouTube. So that's kind of, I haven't really said that to anybody just yet, but y'all are here <laughs> first, I guess. <laughs> I appreciate that. Appreciate um, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, taking it visual, uh, as well. And just the goal, really, really the goal is to help 500 first gen female business owners Major start growing scale their their service-based business because i've been in private practice for years and years and years now you know what mm -hmm. i mean sure. um, and the goal is how can i help other women that look like me that have similar experiences to me create sustainable careers for themselves so that if they want to you know go on maternity leave for however long they like they can if they want to be location independent they can if they sure. want to pay off their debt they can for so sure. that's really my goal as i'm recognizing how i've gotten to this place that i'm in now it's how many people can i help get to this place as well now i also still you know, have like my money mindset makeover course for anyone who's trying to transform their money mindset. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Get them. Um, great results. I have my online community um, and I have my win with money series. So I still talk about the money management, the debt payoff and saving and learning how to earn more money, especially as a woman, how to negotiate, how to pitch yourself um, and essentially, you know, uh, have your income increase with your impact um, but really that's where I'm moving into is, is helping service-based first-gen business owners get their lives together. Super dope. And if they did not hear one more time, can you tell the people where they can find you at? Jacense Gems, J-A-C-E-N-T-S, Gems, G-E-M-S, at, um, you know, in Instagram and on my podcast, it is the same. If you come to my internet home, say hello. Um, I treat it my internet space, like my real estate. So, uh, I'll probably hop in your DMS before you hop in mine, unless Instagram's being a straight hater. Um, <laughs> but yes, let's chit chat. Let's talk about your goals and how we can help each other win and grow. And, um, I really do seek to cultivate a sense and a culture of community. So it's not like, oh, we're just connected on the internet. Like I, I know my people, you know, and I'm also vetting sure. them we're sharing energetic space. Like sure. we're, we're humans on the other side of these electronic devices. So I want to know who's over here sending energy to me and what kind of energy they're sending this way when they for think sure. about all of that fun stuff. <laughs> um, so, so there's that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for super having dope. Me. So thank you just for coming on, man. Thank you. Super dope. So millennials versus the world. Thank you so much for blessing the podcast. We would love to have you on again. Thank you. Thank you. Sleeping on us, yeah, I know that they were snoring. But they waking up the triple doubles, yeah, we scoring.